welcome to the Divergent Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Sobrio-Ritter, behavior analyst, personal trainer, and mom of three living in the Bay Area, California. I'm super excited because I'm starting to take video of my podcast, which means that I can show you what I'm talking about, uh, and I can use a visual graphic to help sort of support the, the concepts that I'm sharing regarding fitness and behavior analysis. So today is our second episode talking about behavior chaining, and I wanted to use this whiteboard to really help you visualize what that's going to look like. And for those of you who are listening to this episode, I will do my best to try and explain what I'm doing on the whiteboard, and it can also be helpful for you to seek out this episode on YouTube to watch the visual because I think that it's really helpful to try and figure out how can I apply this in my own life um, in a way that's sustainable and so that meal prepping feels really easy. That's what we're going to talk about today. I know meal prep is probably the biggest thing that my clients struggle with because they feel like they don't have the time or the energy or both. And so because I agree with them, because I'm a mom, because I'm busy with like soccer and taking kids to friends' houses and working full time and all of the things that my clients are doing, I have figured out a system so that meal prepping feels really easy. I'm not available to take a whole day to meal prep. I'm not interested in doing that. And I just truly, there's no time. And I like to spend my time doing other kinds of things. So that is how I develop this sort of like behavior chain hack, which it's just behavioral science. It's really not mine. Uh, But this is how I sort of hack the system to make meal prepping easy for me. So the first thing I want to say is that usually people struggle most with prepping a protein consistently. It's easy to grab a package of rice out of your cupboard, but, you know, to have a lean protein available to eat immediately, usually people don't have that. So we're going to focus on prepping chicken today because that is something that I constantly have in my rotation, but this can be used with prepping veggies. This can be used with prepping tofu, like a lot of the same concepts are going to apply. This can even be used with things that aren't related to meal prepping, like you know, cleaning your house or just other habits that are really tricky for you that when you think about them, you think, oh, that feels so daunting. Like that, that behavior chain, right? The list of things that I need to do to complete that just feels so long. I just can't even get myself started on it. And so this is for my fellow perfectionists and procrastinators who really struggle to get something started when it's overwhelming because you want to do it perfectly. And because you know, when you start it, you want to finish it this will support you to not have those habits as much anymore, right? Knowing that you can start something and not finish it and that starting and doing just a piece of it over time is actually going to be more helpful. So to get started, here is our whiteboard. Um, For those of you listening on the side of the whiteboard, I have the steps of prepping a chicken. So we have buy the chicken, thaw the chicken, brine. Some of these steps other people might not want to do, but For me, if I'm going to be eating healthy for the rest of my life, I can't do just like boiled chicken breast, right? And I uh, really want to enjoy my food and I always do enjoy my food so that I'm not having to compete with like some amazing takeout dish versus, oh my gosh, am I going to have like boiled chicken and rice again? I just like boiled chicken and rice is going to fail against that, you know, match up every time. So I want to make meal prepping really reinforcing for me by making it delicious. So that's why I add a couple extra steps just to help this feel special and delicious uh, so that I want to do it all the time. 
So we have bind the protein, thaw the protein, brine, chop, marinate, and cook. And when you get home from working a full day, you're thinking that behavior chain, this six-step chain, which could take you, I mean, depending, if you didn't even buy it and you have to go to the store to buy it, this chain could take you a couple hours. And you're just thinking, nope, after an eight-hour workday plus, and with the kids fussing that they're hungry and stuff, there's no way I'm going to complete that whole chain. So what we're doing is we're not going to have you completing that whole chain. It's going to feel much easier than that. So this is the behavior chain. And what we want to do, right, all of these steps, we want to break them up so that you're not doing all six steps on one day. And the way that I do this is I divide it up by weeks, right? So we're going to look at this in a month's view. And let me say really quickly that the first week you're not going to have food because you haven't prepped food yet, right? So the first week you're going to need to have some food on hand. Maybe you hire a meal prepping service. Maybe you pick up from a meal prepping service just some prepped chicken and some Taylor Farms bagged salads. You know, however you want to do it the first week, you're not going to have food yet. But what we're trying to do is we're creating a system so that you have just this ongoing prep every day where you're prepping food before you need it. And it's just like a rotating sort of system that you get a really good habit of being in. So. Uh, this week one. Okay, so we're on Sunday, right? Sunday, all we're going to do is buy the chicken. And I'm just going to say CHX for chicken. That's all you're going to do on Sunday. You're not going to do anything else. So the wonderful thing about this is that if you have a hike planned, you have brunch with friends, you have all these fun things planned, drop by the store and buy chicken. That doesn't seem too daunting. That is something that you can do every Sunday. You can Instacart it on your way home from the hike, right? There's lots of ways that you can do this that are not going to feel like they're impacting the other values that are really meaningful to you, right? Like adventure and leisure and connection, all of these things. All you do is buy it. That's it. Monday, so I have thaw on here, but if you just bought it on Sunday, it's already thawed. So in that case, you can skip step two and go straight to the brine. All you're going to do on Monday is brine it. How to brine food? Again, you can skip this step if you don't want to. It's basically three-fourths cup salt, a gallon of water, a fourth a cup of sugar or honey, and whatever spices you like. You throw it in a pan or, you know, a pot, you boil it, and uh, you let it cool. It has to be completely cooled, and then you throw your chicken in. That's something on Monday that you can do when you get home, right? As you're just, like, eating your other dinner or cleaning up the kitchen from your other dinner, right, that you that was convenient, you know, that you you had sort of prepped ahead of time, you got some convenient food. Quickly make your brine. It's going to take you maybe less than five minutes. Turn it on to boil it. You don't have to be there while that's happening. Then let it, you know, cool down. Don't have to be there while that's happening. And then once it's cool, you know, a few hours before you go to bed or whatever, throw the chicken in. Again, you don't have to be there. It's just brining. You're moving on with your normal life. So, and just as a cue here, you want to brine for about four hours for breasts. You could do up to eight hours for a whole chicken. I will tell you, the other day I accidentally brined my chicken breasts because I forgot about them. I brined them for 18 hours and they were okay. <laughs> I was really scared because it was like $30 worth of chicken and I was really, really upset, but it ended up fine. So they're more salty probably than I would have liked, but then I just didn't add any extra anything like sauce or any other salt or anything. So that's all we're doing on Monday is we're brining. All right, Tuesday, all you're going to do is chop. That's it. You just chop it at some point in time while your coffee is being made. Um, after you get home from work, while you're kind of putting your dinner together before you go to bed and you're kind of setting out your coffee cup for the next day, 
wherever you can fit this tiny little behavior in during a time when you would have been in the kitchen anyways, you're going to chop. It's already been taken out, taken out of the brine the day before and it's just in a Tupperware, right? Take it out of the Tupperware, chop it, put it back in the Tupperware. That's it. Less than five minutes. Every step of this chain ideally is taking you less than five minutes. So that even if you're laying in bed and you're thinking, oh shoot, I didn't prep the chicken today. I didn't do the step that I needed to do. You can still, because you know it's only going to take you five minutes, you can rally, get yourself out of bed, chop it, get back into bed, right? Nothing is going to be so challenging that you couldn't do that because it's less than five minutes. All right, so on Tuesday, you've chopped it. Okay, next day, marinate it. So for marinades, I just pretty much buy a pre-made marinade. So like I will go to the section where there's sauces at the store and I just pour like a tablespoon or two onto the chicken breast. Sauces are going to be high in calorie potentially, especially if it's like a coconut base. So I just try to be careful with it. You know, some of it will get cooked off, so it's not going to be, you're not going to actually be eating it. Um, but some of it will. So I've found for myself and for my clients, the caloric intake isn't so significant um, that it's going to throw you off course. The real issue is like pouring the sauce on after, you know, when you, and usually people use too much sauce. So just sort of keep that in mind. You want to pour a little bit of sauce on just enough to coat it and that's it, right? We're just trying to marinate it, give it a little bit of flavor so it doesn't have to be totally drenched in it. So that's going to be Wednesday. So again, easy. As long as you are not making your own marinade, which like, LOL, who has time? I mean, although it would be easy. Let's say you just wanted to do a dry rub, take it out, pour, you know, some of your favorite seasonings on it, put it back in. Like that's your version of a marinade. Great. That works too, right? And that's pretty easy to throw together. So then the next day, this is Thursday now, you're going to cook it. And again, just cooking it alone, you've already chopped it. You've already, you've already marinated it. Uh, just cooking it is going to take you, I, I would say five to eight minutes, maybe 10 at the most when you consider that you have to like get the pan out and stuff, but easy, right? Essentially very, very easy. So now let's say you cooked a pound of grilled chicken. Now you have some delicious chicken. That's the flavor of your choice. It's juicy. It's definitely good enough to compete with whatever you would have gotten in takeout. And it's ready by Friday. When Friday comes, the great thing that you can do is one, just add it to some stuff that you already have. So if you have some of those little Uncle Ben's 90 second rice packs, if you have some Taylor Farms bagged salad, if you have, it doesn't have to be Taylor Farms. These are just brands that are available in Northern California that I use. But essentially, if you have some quick thing that you can add it to, uh, even put it on bread, depending on like the type of chicken, put it on a tortilla, however you like to do it, right? Now you have like dinners potentially or lunches for Friday and Saturday. So we can say, I'm just going to put up here, you can add it to pre-made sides. And I will tell you, previously in my fitness journey, I did prep a bunch of veggies and a bunch of additional stuff. I Protein is really kind of the only thing I'm really prepping right now um, because everything else I can make pretty quickly because I've shortened the behavior chain such that it's never a full chain, you know, like I'll have a part of something always done. But something else that I'm really leaning on is just like frozen veggies and those like 90 second Uncle Ben's rice or pasta, which is really quick and easy to boil. Frozen veggies are just as healthy as fresh veggies. I mean, they're not going to taste as fresh, but if you're cooking it, it's kind of okay. And like riced cauliflower, 
you know, the flavor isn't going to be that much different, especially when you add it to some rice and you put some seasoning on it. So I'm really leaning hard into frozen veggies these days. What was happening is I would go to the farmer's market. I would buy so much delicious produce and then some of it would inevitably get wasted. And just the frustration of that and the feeling of not only am I wasting food, I'm wasting money, I'm wasting resources. And so at some point you just have to acknowledge, is it a good sort of ideal to want to get your produce really fresh from farmer's market and, you know, make yourself this like farm to table meals, you know, throughout the week? Of course, that's a great ideal. And I would love to be able to do that. And that's a goal, right? To always get closer and closer to doing that. But also you have to recognize the phase of your life that you're in. And right now I'm just in a phase where I don't have the extra time to do those kinds of things. So like either frozen veggies or going to Whole Foods and just buying the veggies pre-cut. You know, all I have to do is boil it or pan sear it, whatever. Anything that I can do to make it easier. And frozen veggies is the thing that's working for me right now. So... I don't look at my behavior as any kind of a failure. I just look at it as information. And for me, farmer's market produce getting wasted was just information that I wasn't in a place in my life where I just had the time to do that. So that's good information because then I can work around it, right? If I get stuck in this, oh my gosh, I'm I'm an idiot. I never follow through with anything. I, I waste everything, blah, 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 right? If I get stuck there, not only do I feel like crap, but like, have I identified any solutions? No. So not only is it really bad for your mental health and your well-being, it's just not even solution-oriented. It doesn't even get you to the point where you want to be, which is eating delicious prep food, right? So anyways, all right. Now what we're going to do is you have it to add to pre-made sides here. And on these days, you're not cooking any. You've, you've done all these, right? It's cooked. You're good to go. But you're not just like, oh, cool, I'm chilling. On the days that you have already completed your behavior chain, all you're going to do is restart it. So again, here you're just adding it to pre-made sides. That's going to take you just a couple minutes. You know, throw frozen veggies in, throw some rice in, just throw some of your prep chicken in, heat it up for a couple minutes or, you know, or 30 seconds, a minute maybe, right? Top it with your favorite seasonings. This is a three to five minute. You always want your food to take you three to five minutes to make because if it's longer, The bag of chips is looking really good, and that's only going to take you 30 seconds. So you have to remember what you're competing with, which are delicious convenience foods that are going to satiate you or have the appearance of satiation very quickly and are going to be very delicious. Okay, so you have to keep in mind that's your competition. This food has to be ready and be delicious almost on an equal level, right? It really has to be close. So adding it to pre-made sides. That's easy. No problem. So what you're going to do on Friday, or maybe at some point in this weekend, you, maybe you decide to go to the store and buy your food on Friday, right? Let's, let's, we won't even take a day off because it's so easy. Each step of the chain just takes a couple minutes, right? So no big deal. On Friday, when you're on your way home from work or when you're out getting something else, you buy some more chicken. The other thing is Instacart, if that's an option for you. Honestly, I know that sometimes you might think, oh, I'm, you know, I don't want to spend the extra money. Truly, by the way, I'm not like a spokesperson for Instacart or anything. I don't care, but it's a couple dollars for the service fee. It's, you know, five to $10 of a tip. You're going to spend less because you didn't buy whatever thing looked good in the aisle. And like, what's the cost of staying on your goals? Like on the path towards your goals, it's a few extra dollars to me. It's and the time saved. 
right? So just think about all of those things. It's not always just about the money. It's about a lot of other things that are super valuable as well. So on Friday, let's say you, uh, you know, when you're on your way home from work or right before you leave work, you do an Instacart order or you stop by the grocery store on your way home from work and you buy chicken. Okay, then on Saturday at some point in time, maybe while you're making your coffee, maybe while you're kind of just easing into the day, whatever your day looks like, you're going to make your brine. Cool. Now, and all these days that you're starting this behavior chain over again, you're eating the food that you have already prepped, right? So now you have some protein already prepped. You're good to go while you're engaging in this new behavior chain. So you brine it, Sunday chop, Monday marinate, and then Tuesday, cook. Okay, so it's this sort of revolving situation. By the time you're running out of the protein that you prepped, it's ready again, you know? It, and you wanna also sort of time this correctly for your family. How many people are you prepping for? If it's just you, maybe a pound is fine, you know, to last you, maybe it's not. Um, what I do is I do a couple different things because I don't want to eat the same flavor grilled chicken for all of these days, right? All of the days in that of the week. And so I will prep one pound of chicken and I will season it with like some Mexican seasonings and then I'll prep a different pound and I will season it with like some Thai seasonings, something that's are Thai or Indian, something else that's kind of different. And then I can add those to a variety of dishes, but essentially during this week, this second week, right, that I am engaging in this new behavior chain, I have some different options of food that I can be eating. The other thing is, maybe I prep, uh, you know, this first week, I do chicken and I prep a butternut squash or sweet potatoes. This is the same sort of thing, but you can skip a bunch of steps that you don't need to engage in, you know, for potatoes and also make it easy. There's these little potato packs where you literally take the top off, you season it, you put a tiny bit of olive oil, like a spray, you put it in your oven, bake it, at, the directions are on the side, but it's called like Little Potato Company or something. It already comes in a, like a tin dish, you know, or aluminum dish that can go in the oven and you just throw it in there. It, like it's ready. You just put the seasonings on it and you put it in the oven. There you go, prepped, easy, right? So little things like that buying butternut squash already cubed, already ready to go, throw it in the dish, put it in the oven. Really, really quick, simple things like that are going to be the way that you can also add in some fresh veggies without like overloading this chain so that you're not going to want to engage in it. Then here on Wednesday, we now have, we've probably finished up from the first week, the first batch of chicken that we've made. And now we can start the chain again. And essentially it just continues to go, it just continues to revolve around. And maybe on the days that it feels really easy, you know, like, which one is easiest? Probably the chop. The chop day is really easy, right? That takes you maybe two minutes. Maybe on those days you add in one extra step of a different chain. So here we are, we're on the second week, we're on Sunday. All I have to do is chop this chicken. I already have chicken made from the previous week. So I don't need to prep anything for my own meals that day. I just have to put it into a dish and heat it up for 30 seconds. So, and it's Sunday, so I don't have to work, hopefully, right? It's like a an easier day in general. It's easy for me to just throw potatoes. So I'm just gonna say, bake potatoes, right? That's super simple. All I do is take that little potato company tin, 
throw it in the oven, it bakes. Now I put it in a Tupperware. I've got potatoes. Now I have potatoes to eat with the protein that I prepped that first week and going into the second week as I have new protein that's going to be available. I mean, really on Tuesday, right? Just a couple days later. So now I have potatoes and I go into the routine again. So here we are, I'm on cook. It's totally ready to go. I'm going to put add two sides on that Wednesday and I'm going to start the chain over again. So on Wednesday, I'm gonna buy chicken. There we go. We're just gonna continue on. Buy brine chop on Friday. Saturday, we're going to marinate. So maybe on this Friday, all I'm doing is chopping, right? We've already decided that one's pretty easy. So maybe on Friday, I just quickly make a batch of rice. Super simple. It's the ratio is two to three. So two cups of rice to every three cups of water. Pour it in a pot, start it boiling, then turn it to low. Leave it for 20 minutes, right? Season it just with salt and pepper or a little chicken broth or whatever you like. Super easy when it's done. Now you have a huge batch of rice. So we're just going to say prep rice. You don't have to do these. Again, there are times of my life when I just use the 90-second microwavable rice. That's okay, too. It doesn't have to be, like, all of these meals from scratch. Like, Uncle Ben already shortened the behavior chain for us. Like, thank you. Let's take advantage of that. So what I do is I have a couple Uncle Ben's rice packs in my cupboard, and I have prepped rice. So essentially, on the weeks that I can't get to prep the rice myself, I do have something to pull out of the cupboard. You always need a backup plan, always. Don't assume, oh, when I get home tonight, I'll prep the rice, like it'll be fine, it's just one thing. You might be really tired when you get home and anticipating that happening and having some quickie microwavable rice will be a game changer. If you don't need it, you don't need it and that's wonderful, but if you do need it, it's there, right? So we're gonna say prep rice. Now we're looking at some really great meals for the weekend. Because of this Friday, we've got rice. Because of this Tuesday, we cooked our second batch of chicken. So we have chicken. Uh, we maybe have potatoes from Sunday, right? We're just continuing to add. Let's say you saw a, a dish with like a Thai dish with rice and broccoli and all these yummy veggies. You can the next day, let's see, you're marinating. So that's another quick one. Right, chop and marinade, those are gonna take you, I mean, a minute, truly. Because you're taking the Tupperware out, you're pouring a tablespoon of marinade on, stirring it, and putting it back in the fridge. That's it. That's your whole step for the day. Nothing else you have to do. So maybe on that day, you're like, oh, boil some broccoli. Or if it's frozen, just cook it really quick, right? So I'm gonna say broccoli prep. Now you have so much delicious ingredients that you can combine in any number of ways. Take your rice, add it to the broccoli, pair it with your cooked chicken, add some potatoes in. So basically some quickie things that you can have on hand besides like a microwavable rice, bagged salads, like pre-made bagged salads, romaine, tortillas, things that you can just grab quickly to make a different kind of meal when you start getting not as excited about the things that you have been eating. So if I have rice and I have this really yummy chicken, and let's say I prepped it generically. So the, the chicken, I just use garlic, salt, pepper, Kind of generic seasonings that can go with any number of things. I can add that to the rice and the chicken. I can add it to a tortilla and make myself a really yummy quesadilla, throw some chopped romaine in there, make it feel a little healthier, right? Some micronutrients. 
Um, I can make some kind of an Asian bowl, right, with a, um, like with Thai seasonings or with Chinese seasonings, or um, I could do like a curry bowl. I could do any number of things using broccoli, rice, and this chicken and the potatoes, right? Really, really yummy stuff, but combine it in a different way. It's component meal prepping, um, not specific by the meal. It's just prepping components of meals. I will season my chicken specifically for a dish type. So like this week, I've been doing a lot of adobo, ad adobo seasoning, I think. It's like a chili pepper. It's just a marinade that I, marinade that I buy uh, and pour it on top. And then my other seasoning, you know, or my other marinade that I did is a, um, like a red curry, like a red coconut curry. And again, same thing, just pour a little coconut milk on top and then some of a red curry uh, marinade mix. So I did season them really specifically, but there are times when I just do a generic seasoning so that I know I can add it to whatever sounds good in the moment and then drizzle a little bit of sauce on top or add in the spices that I really like. So I sort of feel like this is sufficient. I hope this is sufficient. When you go into weeks three and four, it's essentially the same thing. You're just continuing this cycle ongoing so that nothing feels overwhelming. Nothing feels like too much. All of these things are so simple that I could get my butt out of bed at the end of the day and force myself to do it just to stay on track. The other thing is once you get a really nice cycle going and you're super competent, you can be off track a little bit. Like if you skip a day, the next day you're still going to have enough yummy food that you can put some nice meals together. And that next day, maybe you do two steps of your behavior chain. You chop it and you put it in a marinade, right? Just on one day because you're catching up from the previous day. But like, what does that take you? You know, a minute and a half versus 30 seconds, you know, 45 seconds. It's still not so much that it feels like, oh, I can't do it. The trick is just to get yourself in a really good cycle so that it never feels overwhelming. And it just always feels like this kind of ongoing process of doing just this tiny, tiny bit at a time. So why this is called a behavior chain or why behavior chains are important is if you have a six step chain here, we're always trying to make it so that you're pretty much at this last step, whatever you need to be hungry. You're already here. When you're hungry, you can't be looking at this whole chain and trying to do use willpower to compete, to have this compete with takeout. This long chain when you are experiencing the setting of out of hunger is going to fail. This You will not look at this and think, sure, I will white knuckle it through that while I'm starving and the kids are fussing in the background. Like this is not going to happen. So what we want to do, we're going to knock all of these out. When you get home from work, you're tired. The kids are fussing. Nothing's going right. Everything's falling apart. But look, you already did all of these. All you have to do is throw it in a bowl, throw it in a pan, Heat it up just to reheat, not to cook, right? And you're good to go. Set it in front of people. There you go. It's healthy. Helps you meet your goals. Was easy to do. So hopefully that's helpful. This has been such a game changer for me. Nothing feels hard. There are other parts of my life that, you know, this same thing, like cleaning the house, this same thing would be a game changer, right? I'm not quite as motivated to clean the house. And honestly, when I look at my sense of well-being and my mood, if I eat well, I can pretty much tolerate anything. Whereas if I don't eat well, even if my house is clean, I'm going to be fussy, right? I'm, I'm still not getting my body isn't getting what it needs to function. So while looking at a perfectly clean house is 
feels really good. You just have to look at what's going to give me the most bang for my buck in terms of my psychological well-being and my physical well-being, and it's not housekeeping. But again, no judgment. It's just data, right? So, but this sort of style of hacking behavior chains is effective in any number of, with any number of target behaviors. So, uh, I hope that this is helpful. I'm super excited to be able to kind of take this science of behavior and use it in fitness and try to help you live a more values-based life. As always, it's super helpful if you share this video, if you share this podcast, if you subscribe to the channel, if you review it, please. If you find this to be helpful at all, please spread the word so that more people can benefit from the content uh, and have a wonderful week. I look forward to seeing you and talking to you next week. All right, bye. Oh,